We've got a very special episode of AES Nation today. And one of the things we want to do at uh, AES Nation is to accelerate your success. And it's all about delivering more value to the marketplace so that you can create more value. But one of the most important assets you have is your human capital, your own personal, your team. And we're going to focus on today in your enlightened self-interest, how you can make yourself much more value by being fully healthy. And I've got one of the world-renowned international heart experts. He's been since 1990. He's been treating and solving challenges of entrepreneurs. But more importantly, he's now on the preventive side. And he's going to really share with us what you can do to make a huge difference in your life. I've had the opportunity to uh, be with uh, Joel Kahn when he's making the presentations. I've got his book, The Whole Heart. It's all about halting heart disease now. And you are going to be so glad that you stay tuned. I'm John Bowen. We're at AES Nation. No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Joel, it's such a privilege to be with you today, and uh, you're out there. You know, I always talk about entrepreneurs making a difference, but you're making a huge difference. So uh, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to talk to your group, and thanks for the invitation. Well, Joel, you and I met at Joe Polish's Genius uh, Network uh, Mastermind Group, and you know, you're you're out there spreading the word, and you, you got a best-selling book we're going to come back to, but. Uh, what I'd like to do is get a little bit of the backstory because there, there's no shortage of, you know, heart specialists out there. Or maybe there is, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of heart specialists, but you've really taken upon yourself to help people prevent heart disease. And that's not normally what we think of, unfortunately, in our healthcare industry. And maybe give us a little background of how you arrived at this. Yeah, that's a, a great question. And it started in my own personal life. Uh, I wandered up to Ann Arbor University of Michigan undergrad and medical school uh, about 30 years ago and adopted a vegetarian lifestyle. It was just the easiest way I could get through school and uh, help the budget and all the things I needed to balance. But as I did my traditional training in Dallas, traditional training in Kansas City, I just started to notice some literature coming out that suggested the importance of diet and heart disease. Seems obvious today. It wasn't so obvious 28, 30 years ago. And I really have to give credit to Dr. Dean Ornish, pretty well-known physician, cover of Time Magazine a number of times. And I don't know what was in my brain that I read that and said, wow, and others read that and went on to read the next 10 articles, but kind of became a lifelong student. Uh, while I was putting stents in the cath lab, my reading and my interest was on how do you slow down this disease and how do you avoid it in the first place? And and probably a bit of a contrarian attitude about life in general. I wear my cowboy boots in the operating room, and not too many of us uh, do that up here in Michigan. So, you know, it's uh, I was looking for the angle, and I realized as I matured in my practice now for 25 years, there's just a gross deficiency in hearing real honest messages. You don't need to have heart disease, diabetes, dementia, and actually the steps towards that goal so you can enjoy your career, your entrepreneurial career, 
are really not that hard or so far away that you can't grab onto them. And that's what we'll talk about. Well, no, Joe, I've just uh, just recently turned 59, and I know you know the the whole thing of energy. I mean, to me, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's about the powerful engagement and. Uh, boy, when you're not feeling good, uh, it just you know knocks you down. I haven't had any major heart issues, but I got walking pneumonia earlier this year, and it was just my wake-up call to really balance out everything that I'm doing. And the, the difference has been I've, I've lost 35 pounds, got all kinds of energy, and you know I've, I'm in a number of CEO groups where I see this over and over again: people transforming themselves. And and boy, I, I wanted to get you on because. I just see the impact that we can collectively make getting this word out because it's not that hard and the benefits are so good. I mean, maybe we just, let's do, you know, we're in a health situation, so we gotta do a little bit of the scare. You know, all of us are afraid of cancer. We're not as afraid of heart disease. I mean, maybe give a little of the statistics uh, that you've shared in your book and in the presentation I was with you at. Well, I agree with what you're talking about. I just wanna share that quote that Joe did at the beginning of the meeting, which is a man with health has a thousand dreams. A man who doesn't have health has only one dream. And this is the goal to keep dreams alive so we can really enjoy life to the fullest, mine, yours, and every listener. So, you know, it remains, you can take every form of cancer, pile them on top of each other. There's still more heart disease events in this country than all that combined, sadly. About every 35 seconds, an American has a heart attack. About every 40 seconds, an American dies of cardiovascular disease, strokes and heart attacks, aneurysms, the whole gamut. So it's hundreds of thousands of heart attacks a year, some of which are fatal, about 400,000. And I presented to the group, you know, CEO of McDonald's Corporation, age 60 in April, dropped dead at work. 42-year-old president and CEO of a giant financial network, SAP, died tragically of a heart attack. You know, and many others didn't die, but they've had their life transformed and they're weakened. And that's what it's all about. Let's avoid that and uh, let's get on. And the key statistic that everybody needs to know, and I doubt anybody has heard, about 90% of heart attacks are preventable, not with fancy lasers and robots, 90% heart attacks are available with what you do day to day with your life. No, and let's let's dive into that because I mean, what hit me when you were making the presentation, Joel, was where you said that I, you know, we we have this process at this mastermind group uh, Joe Polish has, where each of us as fellow entrepreneurs share uh, what we call a 10x talk, where uh, it costs twenty five thousand to be in the group, so it's two hundred fifty thousand dollar idea, and Joel. Uh, you know, came up and he says, I got a two and a half million dollar idea. And for many of you in the room, it's worth more than that. It's the value of your life, you know, extending your life and having that high quality. And, and I, I just see it over and over again as some of the most successful entrepreneurs, they really make the time. I mean, if anybody's short on time, they prioritize lifestyle and, uh, you know, being in shape, being, you know, not heart shape, but everything so that they can be effective in their life, both their business, their personal, and, you know, and have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, and particularly as medical science has improved so much longevity now. I mean, we've got to stay in pretty good shape so that we can take advantage of all the breakthroughs that are coming. So, Joel, what are some of the big things that your fellow entrepreneurs, our fellow entrepreneurs can do that can really halt this, you know, the, the heart challenges that so many people are facing? Yeah, well, you know, the, the most important group of habits to develop are the following six. 
and they're simple, and I'd encourage everybody to write them down, and I'll hope that I'll get them right here by memory. Number one is obvious. Don't smoke. Okay, You're going to avoid cancer and dementia and heart disease risk, so that's easy. Number two, you want to walk 30 to 40 minutes a day, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are doing a lot more than that, but I'll add a little side comment now. We understand the importance of just moving. I'd encourage everybody who has employees to get them up 10 minutes an hour, get them out of their chair in front of the computer, and get them to take phone calls standing, and do it yourself. You're in your office, stand, get a standing desk, get a treadmill desk. So that's that. Number three is the one everybody resists. You need to eat more than five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And um, multiple studies show that that simple habit reduces cancer, diabetes, and heart disease risk. I didn't say what you're eating with it, but I tell my patients, eat your damn vegetables. They taste better than chemotherapy. They taste better than surgery. And you got to do it. Number four, keep your waist trim. We're not even talking big goals. Under 40 inches for a man, under 35 inches for a woman are kind of the upper limits because big bellies make bad chemicals. Number five is enjoy a bit of alcohol if you can handle it. That's on the upside. A few drinks a week in multiple studies reduce your risk of heart attack and stand up statistically. The last one is sleep. That's the newest on the map, but averaging about seven hours of sleep a night allows your body to heal a lot of damage during the day, flying around the country, ionizing radiation, little too much alcohol at night, whatever it is, you need to give your body time to repair. Six habits reduce the risk of heart attack by 90% in multiple studies and how much did that cost and how hard does that have to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you say it that way, Joel, it's just, it's so easy, you know, it seems. And you know, what I'd like to do is let's dive a little deeper in each of these. You know, how, how as entrepreneurs we can do it. Uh, the first one, you know, I've been fortunate. I, I've, I've never was a smoker, so I don't know that one. But, uh, you know, is there any recommendation, you know, if one of our fellow entrepreneurs is a smoker now, how... Uh, the way that you've seen uh, people get off smoking? Because, I mean, maybe talk a little bit about the damage it's doing, but then, you know, how, how do you stop it? Yeah. So it goes back to the way you'd probably tackle any project with a business plan. You know, you need to set a deadline. You have to have a plan in place. Um, and the bottom line is you've got to be hungry and strategize anything that works. So I've had patients that effectively will put 10 cigarettes in a lunch bag for a week, then nine, then eight, then seven, and wean themselves off, and that's all that they'll smoke what's in the bag. Cold turkey works. I encourage patches, I encourage chewing gum. We do use the prescription meds if there isn't a history of depression. I like acupuncture, I like hypnosis, and when that list is over, we go through it all again. Um, in the higher level evaluation, in general, food cravings and other addictions, some of them have genetic links there's a blood test called MTHFR. I do it on patients because it has cardiovascular implications, but it may also predict those that have difficulty with addictions. And there's some very simple vitamin supplements, B vitamins. So anyways, you can get a little more sophisticated in a high-end clinic like your clients can ask for. Okay, great. Joe, what about, you know, one of the, you know, as entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of times we're behind a desk. You and I are both at desk right now. And uh, I do have a stand-up desk. And any of my phone calls, I put the headset up on and I'm walking around. I do not talk to anybody sitting down. I've just made that kind of a rule. And since I talk a lot, 
that's a, uh, a big thing other than when we're on camera here. You know, what are, what are the things that, you know, I mean, 30 to 40 minutes doesn't seem like an awful lot. Um, you know, maybe talk about kind of, you know, what to get people started. And then, you know, a little bit about intensity is, you know, because, you know, you, you and I are, you know, with some guys who are, you know, uh, the other extreme. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot more than 30 to 40 minutes of walking and, and the ramifications of, you know, being more intense. Well, the data is fascinating and I'll just hit the highlights. So number one, people that exercise and people that run live longer than people that don't exercise. The Cooper Clinic in Dallas showed that and other large databases. We always are encouraging fitness. Um, we've also learned that exercise is a medication with a dose. You can overdose on a medication that's helpful with the wrong dose. It's proving in the last five to 10 years that repeated ultra endurance exercise may be a highly inflammatory process, multiple marathons, multiple triathlons. There are people that do them for the joy of it. I'm not going to talk them out of it, but if they're doing it because they think that's cardioprotective, the data says no, that there can be scarring, arrhythmias, and maybe accelerated heart disease. So it's not that exercise isn't good, but three, four hour runs repeatedly may be tough on the body. Talk to your cardiologist about it. There's another article this week that supported the idea that ultra exercise may be harmful. And then we get past, we're done with the gym. And you're, what you just said is a great example. You know, you probably weren't taking standing phone calls 10 years ago, or maybe you were, you were ahead of your time. But we, the last 10 years, Dr. James Levine at the Mayo Clinic has revolutionized our study of understanding the harmful act of sitting all day. Cytosis, some people call it. Mm -hmm. Sitting is the new smoking. 22 chronic diseases, heart disease, cancer, dementia, diabetes, arthritis, obesity, and on and on, are now linked to how many hours a day you sit. And you can avoid it by doing the standing phone calls, walking meetings, um, organizing activities at work to walk at lunch break in little doses, 10 minutes, five minutes are additive through the day. So I really encourage uh, building in a little activity at work on a routine basis for executives and hopefully even for the employees for their health. And I, I even, I forgot who recommended this, Joel, I would give credit, but the got a little timer here, you know, and I, I usually set it at about 60 or 50 minutes where if I have to sit at my desk to go ahead and do a project, that that's a reminder to get it done by that time, focused activity on it, but then to get up and go for a walk too, because I've been sitting so long. So, I mean, there's a lot of little things and, and I found that's helped me a lot. Let's go to diet. Um, I, I gotta tell you, Joel, one of the big mistakes I made, uh, this is a big personal one, is I was pretty good about exercising and liked running all that stuff. But I, I thought I was doing enough exercise, I didn't have to worry about nutrition. And uh, my body told me I was wrong, <laughs> big time. And, you know, and I, th I don't think I'm that unusual. I mean, you know, what, what, how, how do we get there? And then what can we do to make sure that that doesn't happen to anybody who's watching this or listening to our podcast here, Joel? Yeah, and there's certainly um, a statement that no amount of exercise can overcome a poor diet. Because what we have also learned, I'd say, in the last 20 years is that Hippocrates saying food is medicine and medicine is food 2,500 years ago has now scientifically been supported. Um, we, we have uh, both understood the science and we've got the other side, the food industry, adding chemicals and additives and processing food. We are more completely understanding the impact on our health, which is very negative. 
Um, so uh, I am a bridge builder and the bridges we can build and everybody would agree to is processed foods, fast foods, gas station foods. They actually are very toxic to our GI tract. They release poisons in the blood called endotoxin. You eat a Big Mac, you get bad acting arteries and probably brain and other systems in your body in 30 minutes, 40 minutes. 20% of Americans are eating fast food takeout breakfast. They're showing up at work. They're not in a position to do their optimal um, you know, efforts. Um, so we, everybody agrees now that healthy diets can't include processed foods to any degree. Sugar in excess, because now it's 150 pounds a year of sugar. It used to be literally a pound a year of sugar. And that means watching carefully even barbecue sauces, tomato sauces, uh, and the places even bread where sugar creeps in, and then all the obvious places. We can certainly agree that um, some of the additives and chemicals, if you can't read the side, shouldn't be near your body. Um, and, and the last thing we can agree is a high fruit and vegetable-based diet, whether that's part of a paleo diet, a Mediterranean diet, a vegetarian or vegan diet, has to be the core. The United States government has a food plate now since 2011. 50% of the plate are fruits and vegetables. A quarter are whole grains, unless you're gluten sensitive. Very sensible approach to anybody's diet. If it's grass-fed beef in the corner, if it's organic chicken in the corner, if it's tempeh beans and lentils in the corner, we can call those different diets. But 50% of the plate is fruits and vegetables. The chemicals in particularly organic fruits and vegetables are so healing and so therapeutic. I mean, it is no joke that broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale, turnips, greens, um, wasabi, bok choy are superfoods in terms of providing healing nutrition and allowing our bodies that optimal performance. So it's a spectrum, but we know where we shouldn't be, and it's just a question where your diet, my diet, and any other healthy-minded persons are very similar, and then we put labels and we get divisive, but eat your damn vegetables. Yeah, no, and I, I want, I'm going to just do a call out to nutrition coaches, Joel. I ended up, I decided that I needed to do it and hired someone to kind of work with me on this. And boy, you know, it's a couple of things. I know you say this in your book about food prep and so on, and you know, very aligned with what you uh, did, but they got me cooking again. <laughs> and yeah. I really appreciate the food more. And now I've gone, I really dislike processed food. I mean, it's just, you know, it's funny to see that evolution of kind of, you know, that whole process and enjoying so many, you know, the variety of vegetables. And I mean, I am in California, but I mean, in today's distribution, they're all over the world, the, you know, the fruit and vegetables that we can get access to. And, you know, we're, we sometimes don't think we have time to do this. And there's just so many ways to make sure we do. But Joe, one of the things I want to do is a lot of us as entrepreneurs do entertaining too. What about, you know, going out to restaurants? Um, you know, the, so many people think that, geez, if I'm going to go on a diet, I, I, I can't do it because I have to entertain all this stuff. Yeah, you know, how can you make that work for you? Yeah, you know, you can make it work for you. And, uh, you know, the, what's really vital for people to understand is be proactive. The restaurants that your listeners are eating at are usually going to be very responsive. I've had to call ahead now for 25 to 30 years at restaurants I eat at and say, uh, Mr. Vegetarian is coming. I just give the chef a little heads up. A lot easier now. I often don't have to call because you know, it's becoming high-end restaurants are including a variety of health options. And in California, you're always a few steps ahead of us. 
So I would encourage people to call ahead and have a discussion with the waiter at the table. You can ask for modifications in the amount of oil. You can ask for modifications in the amount of cheese. You can ask for extra vegetables. I often, if I'm stuck in a place and I just don't see a health choice, I'll go to the side dishes and make a plate out of all the, it's Italian, the contorni or whatever uh, they are. And, um, and very often when I'm at a group setting, people are looking at my plate and saying, wow, how'd you get that? Where did that come from? I didn't, I've had, you know, ribeye every day this week. I sure would have enjoyed some great sauteed spinach with some Brussels sprouts and with some polenta and whatever the mix is. So be, be proactive and protective. The first step is always get educated um, about, um, you know, excess salt, sugar, fat. We don't need any more. Of that. And what I've, I've been surprised because I, I was really concerned whether they, you know, they would do what we ask, you know, and I actually haven't called ahead, but I'll show up and ask. And I found most of the restaurants are great. Obviously, the ones that I typically entertain at now know me and, you know, and I got a custom meal every time I'm there. And, and so many of the guys, well, that's not on a menu. Where did you get that? You know, type thing. And that looks great. And it does. And they're, you know, they're, they're really, I, I think the, the, the restaurants are getting used to all of us getting more and more healthy. And it's up to us to take that responsibility. But it, uh, I don't eat out any less uh, than right. I did before. I don't, I don't feel the need for that. John, what you got to do is what I did this weekend. If you can't find the food you like, you just buy a restaurant and change it. So the family <laughs> bought one this weekend. We're opening one on Valentine's Day in suburban Detroit. So you're all yeah. invited to Ferndale, Michigan, to the Green Space Cafe, where I will be wearing my scrubs and a white hat. Well, I actually have one of <laughs> my golfing buddies, good friend, an unbelievably successful high-tech guy just did that, too, in our town. So, I mean, I'm not sure that's the right solution for all of us, <laughs> but it could be a... You know uh, the line, how do you make a small fortune in the restaurant business? I, I start, know. Start with a big fortune. I know it uh, very well <laughs> here. Well, Joel, let's, let's go on to the uh, next and, you know, the waste side. And I can still remember um, I'm in a concierge medical group and uh, all, you know, every year they, they send it off to Cleveland Clinic, all the different stuff and so on. But I just remember uh, him measuring me a couple of years ago and my waist at that time was over 40 and making a big deal about it and uh, and you know and I, I got it i mean that was a start that was kind of a turning point because uh, I, I didn't think i really had it because uh, so often the, the men's pants actually they make them bigger so they call them 38s but <laughs> you know, type thing but you know help me up what why why is that so important to keep our our waist trim well, it, you know, there's fat that can develop all over the body, upper arms, thighs, the butt, of course. But for reasons I don't understand, the fat around the abdomen called visceral abdominal fat, the visceral abdominal tissue, VAT, uh, actually makes a variety of chemicals. We used to think fat was just a yellow, globby, inert, uh, uh, protective and somewhat uh, conductive material. Now we understand it makes hormones. The fat in the belly makes about 35 hormones. 34 of them are bad, and one called adiponectin is good in terms of inflammation, in terms of artery and brain function. So when that waistline gets bigger, you got that battle of 34 bad hormones and one good one, and the uh, vote goes toward chronic diseases. And 40 isn't magical. Actually, the criteria for normal are smaller for Asian people because mm -hmm. it would be really unusual to have a 40-inch waist on a 
typical Asian man, for example. It's a spectrum, but uh, keeping a trim waist being what's called, if you had the choice, pear-shaped, kind of thin in the waist and bigger on the bottom, is actually healthy for your long term than so-called apple beer belly kind of looking body form. In terms of the chronic diseases, you retire and you develop diabetes and arthritis and psoriasis and some early dementia. A lot of that can be linked to that abdominal truncal obesity. No, oh, great, great. Well, let's go to one that I enjoy a lot. I got a acre of Merlot here and always you know, kind of in a California wine region. I'm surrounded in five miles, 15 wineries. And so I enjoy on occasion a good glass of wine with my meal. And I, I was one of the things in getting in shape of my nutritionist. I was really happy that they agreed with you, Joel, that 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 is something that there's enough science in it that if you're 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 not subject to an addiction type and you can just enjoy it, it's great. Um, is there any particular type of drink that is better than one over another? Um, yeah, the, the issue of alcohol is always a sensitive one for the reason you speak of because there are clearly serious uh, medical and car accident problems related to alcohol, but. Let's just assume somebody can control it, which isn't always so easy. Um, alcohol across the whole spectrum, from hard to beer to wine, and studies that have done are associated with longer lifespan when they're used in moder moderation. The numbers are a woman should not have more than one alcoholic drink a day. That's um, a shot glass of hard, a five ounce of wine, or eight ounces of beer. That's what science says. Men may be able to have up to two based on differences in processing alcohol in the liver between genders. Um, less than that's probably even a little better. But the best summary statement is just as fruit, in some people's mind, has the toxin with the antidote. It has sugar, but it has all that fiber in a nice apple or orange, so the sugar is not an issue like it is in a donut or a coffee cake. Wine is the same thing. The alcohol may have some concern about cancer production. Breast cancer and alcohol is a serious concern among women, but the resveratrol, the grape skin and the red color, particularly of a red grape, Pinot Noir, very high in resveratrol, Cannonau from Sardinia, very high in resveratrol, that within a red grape, there's the actual antidote for the slightly increased health risk that the alcohol may have. So we end up with a nature's package that favors overall longevity, um, and uh, arterial health and lower heart attack risk. No, that's excellent. Let's go to number six, which is sleep. And, you know, this is one that, you know, I know, particularly when I was younger, hard charging, why do you need sleep? You're going to get so much more done, the whole thing. I know many of my fellow entrepreneurs, it's almost a badge of honor that, you know, I only need four hours of sleep. Uh, and some people appear to function really well on that, Joel. I mean, you know, Tell, tell us why sleep is so important and what is, I know everybody's a little bit different on that, but you know, what level of sleep do we really need to have? Yes, and um, you know, sleep has emerged. There are the pathologic sleep conditions if snoring or stopping breathing, so-called sleep apnea, more common in overweight people, but also in some thin people. It should never be ignored because the last 20 years we know multiple health problems from undiagnosed and untreated sleep apnea. It's pretty easy to go through a sleep study, pretty easy to be outfitted with something to help you until you evaluate if you can lose the weight and all. But beyond that, there's just the lifestyle poor sleep. And yes, uh, one of our most famous cardiologists in the country over the years was famous for getting up at four in the morning and 
hard driving lifestyle, writing textbooks, but there will be individuals. He lived to age 90 doing that. So you can't take one as the example. There's always grandma who smoked a hundred and would suggest that there's no harm to smoking. You've got to take the bigger picture and why do you wear a seatbelt? You're not exactly expecting a car accident that day. You're making an intelligent decision of risk and benefit. There's sort of like exercise, a sweet spot for sleep. On average, people that get four or five hours a night will not be as healthy in the long run as people that get about seven to seven and a half. And I'm sure not too many people listening average nine, 10, 11, but that actually may slightly rise the curve up towards some health problems. Um, but again, that's important. Now, sedatives like Ambien and such are really not in favor as a long term. There may not be bad for a airplane flight to reset your clock, but you want to learn the the uh, aesthetics of getting your room dark and cool and turning off some of the electrical EMF interference that may affect sleep. There are some natural things like melatonin and valerian and magnesium that can help sleep. And we're going to talk about an app in a little bit that actually has been shown to help sleep. So um, it's important. And again, why? That's rebuilding time. That's reconstruction of damaged DNA building new vitamins, building back on antioxidant levels. Uh, this has been great, Joel. One, I want to hit you up for one other area, if I can. And it's a controversial one is, you know, vitamins, supplements. I, I see some of my friends taking, you know, multiple handfuls and others swearing, you know, they do, they do it totally by diet. And both are very health conscious, look great. They're high performing entrepreneurs. Um, any guidance that you would recommend for, you know, the... Uh, I don't know what the eight typical, <laughs> the typical entrepreneur. Uh, you know, vitamins are very controversial. In fact, I went back to university about four years ago and did a year long, um, sort of the MBA of advanced nutrition training um, in order to kind of get to that issue. What do I do for myself and my patients? It led me to favor selective supplements for optimal health. I think one can stack the deck towards slower aging and better functioning life. So for example, although it's not resolved, vitamin D should be a portion of almost everybody's supplement package. Don't count on milk and probably can't even count on the sunshine for that, except for a few beautiful days a year when you're really out sugarless. Um, coenzyme Q10, critical antioxidant and energy producing substance that from age 40 on goes down. And if you're on a cholesterol lowering medicine, really goes down. Harmless, very good for the brain, part of my package. Nowadays, a probiotic, a good quality probiotic full of those living bacteria that we damage from the red wine, from antibiotics that are in the food system, from maybe GMOs, that's one of the theories, genetically modified foods, uh, sugar beets, corn, and such. Soy. So a probiotic's always in my pack. And magnesium's always in my pack. Magnesium takes away headaches, lets people sleep better, helps your blood pressure, and we're deficient in magnesium in our diet. So, those are usually my starting point, but I get fancy with people. There's clear data on anti-aging properties of resveratrol, something called nicotinamide riboside. You guys all run out now and go buy this stuff. Um, certain um, activators of antioxidants. So I concoct a pretty high level, you know, pro-health, anti-aging vitamin supplement package. It's, I can show people the scientific literature, so we're not pulling this out of Blarney. No, no. And it, it seems like more and more there's more of that literature, Joel, that, you know, uh, is showing up. And so, you know, being kind of a combination of both 
Uh, yeah. Worst case, it doesn't look like there's a lot of downside on the supplements uh, other than the price, you know, points. You know, the, the fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, and E, will build up in your body if you mm -hmm. overdo them. And I've now started to see people who are taking way too much vitamin D. It's good to take some. The dose is the uh, poison or the toxin. And uh, so I see people taking 20,000 units a day, and they're coming in very sick. You know, be careful, be cautious. Two, 3,000 units of vitamin D a day is probably okay for most people. No. Well, let, let me go to the next segment because this will pull it all together. And it's the, the book of the day. So, uh, you know, you, you've got a new book out there. So I'm going to ask you to you know, not give you a choice of any other book. I want you to mention what you have in your book. Uh, what, I think you had a copy there. I've got mine on the Kindle, so holding it up doesn't do much good. I won't be, I won't be, uh, you know, too bashful. Uh, I'll just right here, whole heart solution. <laughs> it's available on Amazon and Kindle and Sam's club and, uh, Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, it's about three months old. So you're not out of date. Um, yeah. it goes through the whole spectrum of keeping a healthy heart in which because of the web that the body is, the lifestyle that keeps a healthy heart is the highest cancer preventing, dementia preventing, diabetes preventing lifestyle. And I go through a whole spectrum from food and exercise and supplements and sleep and stress reduction and sup, uh, I said supplements. We'll talk about sauna maybe. Maybe the one topic for exactly a minute that I spend two chapters on is detecting heart disease early. I can't tell you how often you come out of a physical exam at age 50, EKG is good, blood work's okay, maybe you even had a treadmill test, okay, and you've missed 50% of the time that your heart arteries are starting to get diseased. You have to go beyond that if you're looking for optimal heart health. You have to get into fast CAT scans, calcium CAT scans, which frankly, the amount of radiation is trivial. I know the data, people get concerned, but everybody gets their stress cardiolite scan. This is 1 15th radiation and 10 times more accurate. You wanna know if you got early disease because it's you can stop it, you can halt it, you can prevent it, you can reverse it. Uh, and that's what's missing from the standard uh, physical exam that I see in executives. And and how do they get that, Joel? Do they just you know, tell their doctor that they want this, or you know, that, a lot of my friends? You know, we get talking about these things as we're reading, you know, your book and others, and they go, "Geez, I I don't really know how to you know do these selective tests." Yeah. So I would cautiously walk in your office of your doctor, who may not at all be familiar with it, and say. Did you know that the American College of Cardiology highly recommends a coronary artery calcium CAT scan for people with blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, family history, history of smoking, because that's exactly what they do recommend. It's not covered by insurance in most states, about 48. So you will either, some hospitals will just schedule you without your doctor involved. You may need your doctor to scratch out a prescription on a pad just to book the appointment. You're still gonna pay small amount of money and uh, well worth it. If it's zero, you can have a party, have a small steak, have a glass of Merlot, and then get back to your broccoli and your uh, pea pods. Okay, no, great, great. Well, let's go to the next, uh, which is apps. And, uh, you know, Joel, what do you have on your smartphone that you're using? Yeah, well, the, the two right now that I'm using the most for different reasons, because I travel a fair amount, probably like a lot of your clients, is uh, I've had a variety of these, but the New York Times had an article, I'm just putting on my reading glasses, October 24th of this year, called, 
seven minute workout, try our new app. And you can download uh, a free app called Workouts. And there's two seven minute workouts, which I found just perfect for hotel rooms. You don't need equipment. They're these high intensity workouts. Hit it hard, 30 seconds, rest for 10, hit it hard. I, I do both of them usually, so I get 14 minutes. Um, and they're actually quite good. They have different parts of the body. There's science to these high intensity workouts. 45 minutes on an elliptical gives you the same outcome in terms of improving your performance as these seven minute high intensity workouts um, because you're, you're spiking and coming back, spiking and coming back. So that's been a fun one and it just is so relevant to uh, fitting in that small amount of fitness on days you can't get a little uh, longer workout. And I, and I use that one religiously traveling too, Joel. I love that. You had another one, the um, inner balance and yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not I'll, uh, oops, here. Yeah, people can get a little uh, look at that there on my phone. I'm going to go Inner ahead and balance. pull it up on Amazon too here so they can see it. Okay. Inner Balance is made by a company called HeartMath, of which I have no involvement. HeartMath started, I think, about 30 years ago with a bunch of fairly odd PhDs asking the question, can we use technology to manage stress and improve people's lives? And the answer is 30 years later in a bunch of published studies, about 40 of them, that this is an app that requires you buy a cable that costs about 90 bucks, heart math cable. The cable clips on your earlobe. It actually measures your heart rate, measures parameters of your actual heart function, and it clips to your iPhone or your iPad or your PC. And by practicing a simple breathing exercise for 10 minutes, which this app leads you through, Scientific studies have shown your immune function improves. It's kind of flu season now, not a bad thing. Your cortisol levels go down. Stressed out executives need a break from high cortisol lifestyle. It's actually now been shown to improve cognitive function. There's a version for children. It's improved schoolwork. So a lot of us that aren't really into meditation and yoga can find heart math as the mind-body option to improve your work function and to improve your health overall. Oh, well, I just ordered it, Joel. It sounds like I like gadgets. It sounds like it'll be a good one. So let me go. You had mentioned an infrared sauna, and I'm not familiar with that when we were you know, just talking before I turned on the recorder. Tell me what that is, you know, because it sounds like something that our fellow entrepreneurs might be interested in as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's different kinds of sauna, the steam sauna, the dry Arizona type with the box of the fake coals. But there is a, a type of sauna called an infrared sauna built in the walls are panels that emit uh, infrared heat. They penetrate through the skin deeper than the average sauna. And for reasons, I don't know why, but Japanese cardiologists about 25 years ago started examining the impact of sitting in one of these infrared saunas for 15 minutes, three or four times a week, where you sweat pretty profusely for about 15 minutes. Um, and they have now done about 20 published studies. They call it Waon therapy. It stands for soothing warmth in Japanese. And if you apply this practice in a regular way, people with heart disease show better blood pressure, better treadmill time. If they have congestive heart failure, that it improves. There's about a 200 patient Japanese trial that shows that survival is better. The theory is in part um, that it actually improves artery function. That has been demonstrated in a nice scientific paper. And the other part is 
that sweat is a method of detoxifying. Sweat can take out some of the bad elements that come in through modern lifestyle. And you really get a quick, nice, soothing sweat from infrared sauna a little bit more than the other types. There's some data for the other saunas, but infrared the best. In a household, you can buy one for $2,500, a two-person infrared sauna, very attractive. I have one in my bedroom. I think it's a great add-on to your health as you, you know, grow up and age. And uh, another tip that's done in a lot of health clinics and health spots. Oh, that's great. And let's go to the uh, next section, which is resources. And Joel, I'm going to pull up your website. Uh, tell us what's there, because you got a lot. You know, obviously everybody. If you care about your heart, which I can't imagine you not doing, uh, the book really goes into more depth of what we've been talking about and how you can actually do all this stuff. But what's on the website as well, Well, uh, Joel? Sure. And uh, I'm pulling it up on my phone. Number one, there is a free health newsletter that I write and participate in that anybody's welcome to sign up for once a week. Pretty cutting edge articles. I've gotten real good feedback on that. Um, I've been blogging a lot couple times a week at various websites. They're all there under articles. People uh, may find that they enjoy reading short reads that are there. And as you say, I have resources. I mean, I've learned a lot from other people. So there are books, videos, websites, um, spas that I would highly rate as being uh, advanced in terms of health. Um, either you're just protecting your health or you have a health issue you want to try and reverse. There are clinics around the country that have unbelievably high success in 10 days of walking away on no blood pressure medicine or very little, walking away on no diabetic medicine or very little. And it's important that people know that these are resources out there and they're on my website. No, and let's go to the last segment here. So what I want to do is just share what I'm walking away. And I'm reminded as you know, we're talking, there's a, a very famous consultant, I can't remember his name right now, that wrote a book called The Fat Smoker Strategy. And he best-selling author that was the one book that didn't sell very well but it was he he talked about how most of us wait for a crisis and this is one of the most successful consultants in the world and he waited to take care of his health until he was fat smoking and had that heart attack and that crisis and as entrepreneurs it's just so important for us to take action and I mean, I'm looking at my notes, and I, I, I usually go for three takeaways. I'm going to just repeat the six. I mean, don't smoke. Two, go ahead and walk. Get some physical activity, 30 to 40 uh, minutes a day. You know, build it in. You know, the, 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 the standing desk, I love now. Uh, I used to have some back problems. That helps tremendously having that. Eat more of your, you know, your mom was right, fruit and vegetables. I mean, and they taste really good. Watch the waist, you know, of a male less than 40 inches, you know, it's okay to enjoy alcohol in the right situation, obviously, you know, we don't, you got to do it with moderation and uh, responsibly and enjoy sleep. Joel, this has been phenomenal. Uh, uh, you are saving lives. You're making a huge difference. I want to thank you again and uh, encourage everyone out there to take action. It's not only your clients and your future clients that are counting on you, it's your family, it's your community and your own enlightened self-interest. Make sure that your heart's smart. All the best. Thank you, really much. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.